On today's show, we are here to answer another burning question concerning the Dallas Stars going into the 22-23 season. Today, we focus on the defensive side of the ice. We know that the Stars have struggled to score from the blue line in recent seasons, but will that trend finally change with the arrival of new head coach Pete DeBoer and with the emergence of Miro Haskinen as the number one defenseman? We'll cover all of that on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team, every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey credential member of the Dallas Stars media coming to you on this Thursday, September 29th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring Locked On Stars listener, thank you for stopping by today's episode and for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, be sure to give us a follow there as well. Please rate and review the show. Give us five stars if you like what you hear. Just takes a couple seconds and helps the podcast reach a new and broader hockey audience. And of course, you can find us on social media as well at Locked on Stars on Twitter and Instagram and my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. But let's jump right into today's episode talking about another burning question going into the season for this Stars squad. And like I said in the open, we are shifting our attention to the blue line. It is no secret that the Dallas Stars have really struggled over the past few seasons, especially the past couple of campaigns, to really get some consistent offensive production from the blue line. We know that offense in general has been hard to come by from this team, but you look at the recent NHL champions, especially the Colorado Avalanche here in 2022, you can't help but notice how effective and active their defensemen were. It wasn't just Kale McCarr. They had plenty of other guys as well, whether it was Johnson, whether it was Manson, uh, you know, Tave, so on and so forth. Plenty of guys contributing from the blue line to help generate offense and help their respective team score a plethora of goals, eventually propelling them to winning the championship. But the Dallas Stars have struggled offensively uh, at forward, which, you know, we've talked about some and probably will continue to talk about leading into the season. But also the defenseman seems to have taken a dip in the statistics category. And now John Klingberg, uh, the face of the Dallas Stars defensive core over the past several seasons, has headed out west to Southern California, a member of the Anaheim Ducks. And, you know, there was a recent article that came out um, from him, or an interview with him from Eric Stevens, who covers the Ducks and the LA Kings for The Athletic. And he gave some look into kind of what John Klingberg was experiencing his last few seasons in Dallas and some of his frustrations with the way things were maybe run a little bit under coach Rick Bonus And Saad Youssef, who covers the Dallas Stars for The Athletic, was sharing and retweeting a lot of these quotes from this article uh, from John Klingberg that really drove home the fact that you know, John Klingberg, while he was maybe hoping to stay in Dallas, was not very happy with the way he was being utilized, as well as maybe some of the other defensemen in this Rick Bonus system. 
system. One of the quotes from the article is saying, I feel I'm an engine and I want to drive plays. There was not enough where we did that. Instead, we just hunkered down and it was about not getting scored on. Again, that is a quote from John Klingberg in an interview with Eric Stevens of The Athletic, who covers the Ducks and the Kings. So if you want more info on that, be sure to go check out that article on The Athletic's website. But I think that that kind of, you know, if we're going to talk about can the defense produce for the Stars this season, we have to look at where they were this past season. And the big part of that is, you know, the loss of John Klingberg, but also just looking at how he did, as well as many other players as well on this Stars roster. Really just a lack of overall production offensively uh, from this Dallas Stars team. And there were some things that Rick Bonus did well as coach, but I don't think that he utilized his defenseman very well. And I definitely agree with John Klingberg. He talks about the hunkering down and playing to not get scored on. We talked about that a lot last season. There were several games where it felt like the Stars were not necessarily playing to win. They were playing to not lose. And I think that that was a huge aspect of the game is, you know, having the defenseman play a lot more conservative on the offensive side of the ice as if to not get burned. And obviously you want to be smart and, you know, precise and, you know, you want to strategize what you do with your defenseman on the blue line in the offensive zone. But at the same time, it's high risk, high reward. There is a chance that maybe you're going to get burned every now and then defensively but also using your defenseman a lot more aggressively in your offense opens up the playbook for your team and gives you a better opportunity to score goals at a higher rate. And so many people credited Klingberg's decline to playing in Rick Bonus's system. And there's a lot of people who think that he could see an uptick in numbers playing with the Anaheim Ducks with new teammates and a new system there. And, and you know, this bonus system, I do agree did not put the defenseman in advantageous situations. So, but it wasn't just Klingberg. I mean, there, there's guys that, you know, had been factors either for the Stars offense as defensemen or for other respective teams. I mean, you look at even just John Klingberg's stats to get started. His best season statistically was back in 2017-2018 under Ken Hitchcock, where Klingberg had eight goals, 59 assists, 67 points in total, having played all 82 games that season. And he was 16th in the NHL that year in shots with 204. This most recent season under Rick Bonus, John Klingberg only scored six goals, 41 assists, and 47 points in 74 games played. So you can factor in that he only played 74 games instead of the 82, but that's still the majority of the season. But instead of being top 20 in shots from defensemen, John Klingberg ranked 52nd in the National Hockey League with shots with 139, 204 in his best season in 17-18, and only 139 shots in the 21-22 campaign. Again, you can factor in that he missed uh, around eight games last season, but still, you would expect a guy like John Klingberg, who, in his own words, has been an engine, has been a playmaker for this team. You would expect him to get more shots on net, and I think that he was being prevented from doing so and being likely at times being told not to do so, to not be so aggressive offensively, and I think that really takes away from the kind of player that John Klingberg is. And now this Dallas team, you know, they had a more successful outing in 2021-2022 than they did in the 17-18 season. They didn't make the playoffs in 2018, but they did make the playoffs in 22. But it certainly really was not a credit to the offensive play from the defenseman. It was really more a credit to the goaltending, the actual defense, and the top line of the Stars. And there were several reasons why the Stars and Rick Bonus moved on from each other, but I do think one of the biggest factors of it was the lack of production from the defenseman. I mean, it wasn't just John Klingberg. Miro Haskinen, while dealing with mononucleosis, that factors into it, felt a little bit held back and felt like he wasn't being able to open up as much offensively. Ryan Suter uh, recorded 48 points in 69 games played with 
with the Wild in 2019-2020 and even saw a dip in his numbers. But I still think that he can contribute and find a way to be productive for this team, even at age 37. I know Suter is one of the more polarizing players amongst the Stars fan base, but I think if he's utilized right, even in his older age, near the end of his career, I still think that he can be a great player, especially offensively for this Stars team. Whether or not he's actually going to lock up defensively, that remains to be seen. But I think, you know, if he's not going to be the best actual defense based defenseman that he can hopefully still turn around and give us a nice production offensively. And then even a guy like Esselindel, I mean, he was at one point a double digit goal scorer back in the 18-19 season and had in the past three seasons has only had 12 goals total. So I'm not saying that all of the Stars defensemen just all of a sudden have to become these offensive masterminds, but I do think that there is room for them to get more involved offensively, and I think as a result, that opens up the Stars' ability to make plays and put the puck on the net and give them better chances to win games because they're going to be getting more scoring opportunities. Well, coming up next, we will shift our focus from the Rick Bonus system to the Pete DeBoer system and talk about what DeBoer has done over the years to put his defenders in great positions to have fantastic statistical seasons. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including the MLB postseason, MMA, boxing, and golf, as well as the start of the NBA and NHL seasons. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening around the sports world. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. All right, let's take a moment now and talk about Pete DeBoer and what he could potentially bring to this Dallas Stars team to make the defenseman more productive offensively. But before we do that, thank you guys again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube, follow on your favorite podcasting platform, all that good stuff. Let's talk about DeBoer, the DeBoer effect. He has come to Dallas with hopes of restoring the offensive production for this team, both with the forwards, but especially the defensemen. I mean, we've talked about some of the forwards already. Sagan, Pavelski, we expect those guys to have big offensive seasons to produce and, you know, at least make life difficult for the opposing defenses and goalies. But the defensemen also desperately need to get involved for this Stars squad going forward. And historically, there's been some great players that have played under Pete DeBoer that have had great seasons and even award-winning seasons at some points. You look at probably the most notable defenseman to play for Pete DeBoer in now Carolina Hurricane Brent Burns, but longtime San Jose Shark. Before Pete DeBoer came to San Jose in the 2014-2015 season, Brent Burns posted a respectable 17 goals, 43 assists, 60 points in total in 82 games played. But then Pete DeBoer comes into the picture for the Sharks in the 15-16 campaign, and Brent Burns boosts everything, scoring 27 goals, 48 assists, and 75 points in total in 82 games played. A 15-point jump in points, uh, and then, of course, a 10-number jump in goals, which 10 more goals is absolutely massive for defensemen. I mean, that is night and day type numbers. I mean, 17 goals is really good for any defenseman, but to be a near 30 goal scorer as a defenseman is absolutely huge. And of course, you throw in the 48 assists as well. 
being almost a point per game player, 75 points in 82 games is great for a defenseman, but that wasn't even the peak of Brent Burns under Pete DeBoer. The following seasons, we saw 76 points from Brent Burns. We saw 67 points. We saw 83 points. He actually won the Norris Trophy during the 2016-2017 campaign. So maybe there's potential that we could see a Norris Trophy winner with the Dallas Stars. I know that there's been a lot of talk that Miro Haskinen certainly will be in that conversation for winning that award sooner rather than later, maybe this season. Uh, I mean, that feels like a big jump and maybe feels like a big stretch for a coach's first season with the respective team. But Miro Haskinen is already, I think, you know, a proven defenseman. He's already leagues ahead of where many other defensemen are in their careers right now. And I think playing in a system like Pete DeBoer's where the defensemen are set up for success to go out and score 20 to 25 goals in a season. I think Miro Haskinen is very capable of that. But like I said earlier, it feels like that maybe he's just been held back a little bit by other coaching staffs and the other systems that have been put in place. But even if you look at DeBoer's most recent team, the Vegas Golden Knights, Shea Theodore, a less notable defenseman, but still a talented player, nonetheless had some great seasons under DeBoer in the early goings of his career. In the 2020-2021 season, Shea Theodore recorded eight goals, 34 assists, 42 points in 53 games played. That was, of course, the condensed COVID season. Uh, playing the majority of games and getting 42 points is pretty good. But then Shea Theodore this past year took a pretty big jump. And of course, there were more games as well. So he had an opportunity to formulate a little bit bigger of a sample size. But in this past season, Shea Theodore recorded 14 goals, 38 assists, 52 points in 78 games played. So it's, I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights clearly did not have the success that they wanted to as a team. They were injury ridden. Shea Theodore likely a lot of Knights going out there and maybe not playing with the best talent around him, but still making a lot out of nothing and still putting up really solid numbers and making a name for himself as one of the better rock solid, you know, guys who can rely on defensemen on both sides of the ice. And Pete DeBoer just kind of has that history of getting the most from his defensemen, uh, getting them involved in the offensive game, both you know, on the five on five, as well as the power play. And I think the power play is a reason for us to be very excited. I know the stars power play looked really good in the first half of last season, then just kind of took a little, a few steps back in the back half of the season, but especially in the postseason against the flames, it did not look very good. Hopefully, even though John Klingberg is gone, the stars can still find a way to have the power play quarterback to well, whether that's Miro Haskinen, whether it's Ryan Suter, whether it's Nils Lundquist or Thomas Harley. I think that there's hope that the Stars can get a competent power play back in the rotation, but also still play effective offense and the five-on-five rule because there were times where the five-on-five game just looked abysmal for the Stars last season. And if we can see them play both well on special teams as well as even strength, that is going to work wonders for this team and help them take a few steps forward as they look to make it back to the postseason, but make it farther past in the first round. If Dallas wants to truly take that next step forward this season, they need to see good numbers from their defensemen, not just their forwards. We need to see several players players step up and have really nice seasons contributing to this team and looking to help build the success of offense because that's really where the Stars struggled last season and I think the defense is still there I think the goaltending is still there what's going to make or break this season is how much the goal production increases stays the same or decreases and of course there are several guys I mean you can't just blanket statement all of this for the defensemen some guys are going to have to bear more responsibilities than others and we'll talk about those guys after we take another quick break. 
All right, we're talking about the Dallas Stars defensemen. Can we see more offensive production from the blue line this season from the Stars? And when you have this conversation, things have to begin and end with Miro Heiskanen. You can't not talk about defensemen with the Stars right now and not mention Miro Heiskanen. I mean, and not only do you have to mention him, you have to zoom in and focus on the type of player that he is because this isn't just a, oh, he's one of the best players on the team. He's one of the leaders of the team. This is very well maybe the best player on the team and one of the best defensemen in the National Hockey League. I would argue, not even argue, you don't have to make an argument. He is definitely in the top 10 and you could make an argument that he's near the top five and a really great season here would solidify him in that spot as one of the truly elite defensemen in the National Hockey League. This is going to be the biggest season of Miro Haskinen's career. Uh, He's one of the best athletes, not just on the team, but in this league, who has shown plenty flashes of greatness in the early goings of his career, both sides of the ice. We know the defense is there. We don't really need to see too much more growth defensively, although I imagine as he ages and continues to get stronger, he's going to be a stronger skater. He's going to play a little bit more physical. But even, you know, back in the bubble in 2020, we saw the offensive you know, capabilities of Miro Haskinen. I mean, he was one of the best players in the entire 2020 NHL playoffs, and it really was a big reason why that team was as successful as they were and why they made it as far as they did during that Stanley Cup run. It was because Miro Haskinen was just an absolute menace on both sides of the ice, and the Stars need to see that again because while Miro has had some great moments since then, I don't know if we've ever seen him play at that level consistently since that moment. I mean, and it's just hard to... Imagine that he could, given the hand that the Stars were dealt, playing injury-ridden the following season after their cup run, and then last season, Miro Haskinen dealing with some sickness in the middle of the back half of the season. But now he's coming in, he's fully healthy, hopefully no more mononucleosis or other illnesses holding him back. But with Miro Haskinen, as great as he is supposed to be this season, I don't think the pressure is going to be too much for him. He has several years of experience in this league. I think he's ready to take that next step, to take that jump and be the number one guy on the blue line for the Stars this season. But it cannot be just him. We need to see big things from Haskin. We need to see him likely separate himself from the pack as the number one guy on the team. But other guys do need to step up. Although the success does begin and end with Miro Haskinen, the Stars have paid him. He's a great player for this team. But the other guys also need to rally around him and find ways to contribute to this team on both sides of the ice. We need to see Ryan Suter and Esalen Dell really take on the role of being veterans, although they're not the number one guys on this team. They still are a veteran presence for this locker room, for this club, and they can still make an impact out on the ice. I know that that's easy to say sitting here before the season, before you know we see them make a bad play or make a mistake, but we need to see those guys be a consistent presence for this team. And then even the young guys on the squad, Nils Lundqvist, Thomas Harley, Colin Miller. I know Colin Miller's not really that young, but he feels young because he's a new Dallas star. Yanni Hockenpah, we just need to see guys step up. I mean, we saw the guys kind of rally and step up and play some big minutes whenever Miro Haskinen was absent last season. And I think we can see that again, but Miro Haskinen doesn't have to be gone. He can be right there playing in the top four, probably playing on the top defensive pairing for the Stars on most nights. And so I think that Miro has the tools, you know, physically, mentally to be a great player this year and the skills arsenal, as well as the coaching staff to hopefully put him in a position to have a big season. And then, of course, he does have the teammates as well, a good mix of young 
you know, inexperienced guys, but guys that are hungry and looking to make an impact on this team and a good mix of some veterans as well. Really the only glaring question with Miro going into this season is who he'll be playing alongside. Will he be teaming up with Ryan Suter yet again? Will he be will he be playing with Nils Lundqvist? Will that allow him to play on his natural side? Will we see him explode a lot more playing on his natural side? And at the time of recording this, we haven't seen Miro Haskin play in a preseason game. So I'm not entirely sure what to expect as far as his position and who he's going to play alongside. And that could be a revolving door in the early weeks of the regular season. But I think that Pete DeBoer and the coaching staff, I mean, that's got to be one of the draws to wanting to come coach the stars. We talked about the draw of, oh, I get to coach Rope Hintz. I get to coach Jason Robertson. I get to coach Joe Pavelski. But with the Dallas Stars head coaching job, you also get access to one of the best defensemen in the National Hockey League and Miro Haskin. And so I imagine and hope that there has been a ton of care and consideration as to how to use Miro Haskin and where to put him in the lineup and who should be playing alongside him. I mean, similar to John Klingberg at his best, I think Miro needs to be used to drive plays and create offense with his shot and be the engine of this team like John Klingberg was whenever he was at his peak here with the Stars. So likely he will score plenty of goals in this system, but I think that there's also a great opportunity for him to set up his forward, set up his teammates for success with some shots on goal that either his teammates can tip in or deflect with their bodies or just get a nice rebound opportunity. I, for one, cannot wait to see Miro Haskin take the ice this season. He's maybe my, my favorite player to watch on the ice for the Stars team. Rope Hintz, also very exciting. Jason Robertson, exciting. But as far as, you know, how excited I am for this season and the expectations building, I think my expectations are highest for Miro Haskinen. And so I'm anxious and excited to see him back out on the ice to see what he can do in his first season as the official number one defenseman for the Dallas Stars. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you so much again for tuning in, for making us your first listen of the day. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Help us get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2022. Find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave us that five-star rating or review if you enjoy the show, if you like what you hear. Find and follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter and at Dane double underscore Lewis, my personal Twitter account. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we will be talking about the results of tonight's preseason game, the Dallas Stars and the Minnesota Wild going at it in another preseason exhibition tilt at the American Airlines Center. Uh, that game should be streamed, I believe, on Bally Sports Extra, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and nonetheless, also a home game. I know that gives more Stars fans access to go watch the game live. We'll be breaking down the game and talking about some of the best performances on tomorrow's episode. You won't want to miss it. Have a great Thursday, Stars fans. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>